Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated. This is our weekly show all about the shows of AEW. We are your hosts. I am Morg and this is... Cannibal Slayer Matt Strange and this is... Turtle Slayer. <laughs> Turtle Slayer Nick Muir. I was going to say crying in the fire station Muir, but okay. Uh, oh no, that was my roleplay game. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Morg, you might need us to explain uh, our weird intro. Remember last week I was talking about how Ruth had brought a survival game and, you know, she was playing it and I wasn't. But now everybody else is playing it. Uh, <laughs> I have spent many hours this week building fortresses and murdering cannibals, cannibals. Yeah. Living on a boat. Whereas Nick has spent his time murdering sea turtles at every opportunity. Just seal turtles. It's wildlife as a whole. Yeah, you, you are, like, on the game, you have to hunt a variety of animals. And um, I'm all right at it. I'm pretty good with the bow. But Muir can just run off into the forest and come back with, like, a thousand dead creatures. Sometimes we don't even need them. But, uh, but it's been happening. We, we need, need meat, meat. strange. <laughs> How have you been, Morg? Um, not too bad. Um, my week hasn't been as exciting as yours. Late watching Dynamite. Didn't get to watch it till last night. Um, An interesting production meeting of talking about what we're going to yes. talk about on the show. Not trying to spoil. So, so. Our, our production notes um, are listed here with something or other. Spoiler. Something or else. Spoiler. So, yes, I, I've had to have a quick catch up. Um <laughs> This might be the first time you listen to our show, and as such, you would need to know that we do a tier list, which is how we rate the matches of Dynamite, Dynamite, Dark, and BTE overall. Mr. Strange, do you have some interesting way of explaining our tier list? I do. I'm back on my funk this week because I'm not hungover as shit and ill. <laughs> so, hi there. Welcome to my description of the tier list, which I will be comparing wrestling matches today through an alpha scale uh, in comparison to the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Would you believe? <laughs> we were, it's from the Japanese school system, from computer games. You've probably seen it on different YouTube channels, but here we go. A D is our lowest rank match. A D rank match doesn't have enough wrestling or story to carry you through to caring about it. It might not be a waste of time, but you've not really got anything out of the situation. Just like anybody who's read The Horror at Red Hook by H.P. Lovecraft. Probably his worst and one of his most racist stories. Definitely one of his most racist <laughs> stories, boys. It, he had, like, H.P. Lovecraft had a horrendous fear of the other, you know, of people that are different. And this this one really, really shows it. Like, anybody that is not perfectly white or perfectly from his area is some sort of subhuman in this story, which is real bad, guys. From there, we move up to a C-rank match. This is what we expect to be a good match. This should you know. More than entertaining, you've got story, you've got wrestling, you've got enough heart going in. Maybe it tilts a bit more towards one than the other, but, you know, standard wrestling match. And obviously the standard uh, of craft story is Call of Cthulhu. It's um, not the one everybody actually thinks of when they uh, talk about Call of Cthulhu. Uh, we'll come to that later, but it's a fun action adventure. It's got a face win, kind of. It, it's face got win. 
does have a face win. He rides the boat through and then fucks off. Yeah, true. That is the most face win that you'll get from any Lovecraft story, thinking about it. Yeah. yeah fair. Call of Cthulhu is just enough. It's got Indeed, a bit of everything to leave you ple- pleased. Then we move into a B-rank match. A B-rank match takes one of those two categories of story or action to the next level, but needs both to matter. You're invested in it, even if it's not the best thing of the night. It's a really good match, which you care about the results. Just like in the Lovecraft story, The Rats in the Walls. Personally, one of my favourites, but it's a B-rank. It's got a lot of story. It's got some adventure. It's got some psychological aspects. And hearing those rats, those rats in the walls, does have a cat named after Lovecraft's cat, but we'll skip that. Otherwise, really good book and story. One of my favourites. It's one of the few that's actually made me unnerved to read compared to the rest of them. Yes, mate. Uh, From there, we roll into an A-rank match. A-rank match is possibly a match of the month, should be the match of the night. It's got heart, it's got story, it's got action, it's got everything you need. It's really good, you'll watch it from start to finish. Um, But it's just not quite enshrined in legend, you know what I mean? Uh, Like the Dunwich Horror, once again, one of my personal favourite Lovecraft stories, has actions. As somebody getting shot, dogs, explosions, invisible space vampires, wonderful. And then we have an S-rank match. S-rank match is our top scale, only comes in once in a while. It's the thing that's enshrined in memory. It's a lot of people versus The Undertaker in their final matches. It's Mick Foley getting thrown off. It's Penta versus the Black Lotus Triad. Phenomenal wrestling, great story. You send gifts of it to your wrestling mates who don't watch wrestling. It's just good shit. Like The Shadow Over Innsmouth, probably Lovecraft's best actual story. When people think of The Call of Cthulhu, what they actually think of is The the Shadow Shadow Over over Innsmouth. Deep Ones, Dagon Temple, Shoggoths, Adventure, Investigation, Delicious. None of this actually happens in The Call of Cthulhu. So that's our scale. B bad, C good, B great, A amazing, S superb. Boom. I'm going to add one extra rank to this. I am going to add an F for a book called The Mountains of Madness, which is the one book that has cured my insomnia on more times than any other H.P. Lovecraft novel. I like Mountains of Madness. You really haven't read Beneath the Pyramids. I really (laughs) struggle with that book. Read Beneath the Pyramids, mate. Is that another insomnia cure? Oh, Jesus. It features our famous escapologist. What's the character? What's the famous escapologist? Yeah, it's, it's Houdini yeah. beneath the mat, yeah. and it's him discovering the secrets that lurk and... Oh, it's bollocks. It's bollocks and it's boring, and it's like a weird unwank sort of thing. It's, if I was to put it into wrestling terms to keep up the matching terminology, it's fucking a 80s actor being in a WWE main event and winning. That's what, except really dull. Really dull. I can appreciate not getting at the Mountains of Madness, but it's the slow investigation horror. Beneath the Pyramids doesn't even have that. It's just dull and goes on. Weren't the Egyptians scary? Fortunately, I am a mystic escapologist for like... And it's really long. Most Lovecraft stories, 10 to 12 pages. Most big ones, a a mini novel. This is fucking huge. It's the length of The Shadow Over Innsmouth. And it's... Ginji Ito, is it? (laughs) 
Hello, let me talk about... Hi there, welcome to my... Uh... That's our <laughs> HP Lovecraft Cthulhu uh, podcast. Yeah, my existential horror podcast it's, it's, where it's, I'll be talking about Weeb Lovecraft. It's, it's a good <laughs> job that you stopped because I was going about to start taking us off into the Brian Ludlam novels. Um, so let's move on to news. Not a lot of news. I think we, we've got news, but I think we want to keep that for the review. It's mostly the show is the news that happens. Yeah, um, obviously well, there's one yeah. thing we want to um, uh, just mention, and that is the passing of Pat Patterson, the first ever intercontinental champion. I believe the first openly gay wrestler, but I correct. could be wrong. No, I, no I you're thought, correct. Yeah, um, yeah uh, quite a loss to the industry. Um Basically, Vince was right-hand man through the whole of the Attitude Era. Basically, the guy that kept the show on, you know, yeah. the rails. Uh, the, the guy we have to thank for things like uh, Sean the versus The Rock. Sean versus Brett in the Iron Man match is another one that springs to mind. This is all all-day stuff. All I know is he was very important. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, Sorry, uh, guys. <laughs> let everybody down. Fine. Yeah, basically a really old wrestler, one of Meltzer's favourite wrestlers. He'll go on and on about Pat Patterson. And, yeah, it's a real shame to the industry. And, you know, a real shame for wrestling as a whole and progressiveness, I would guess. So, yeah. yeah. So um, If we're going to do a happy shout-out to progressiveness... Um... I saw a uh, tweet go borderline. Actually, well, this sort of rolls into my section, I suppose. This wasn't going to actually be a, a do, thing. Do you want to add it into that bit? Yeah, fuck it. I'll throw it in there, but I'm going to so, lead into it. Moving on to social media of the week. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh you've, got, um, you've got something else, have you, Mr. Muir? Um, yeah, for pro wrestling tees, I've had their record for the fastest selling shirt in, the la- in, a, in one day. Can you guess whose shirt it was? <laughs> It's gotta be Sting. (laughs) (laughs) The acclaimed, yes, it was the acclaimed strange. You are correct. No, it was Sting. Yeah. Anyway, social media media. (laughs) of the week. Um, Going on from the Pat Patterson thing, uh, which might actually be related to it because I didn't know all this stuff. uh, Anthony Bowens, who I'm becoming a huge fan of. And uh, Sonny Kiss put up a big tweet of representation is important because they're uh, both people in the world of wrestling which is uh, as you said a rare thing we should be aware of so there we are hooray anything to add to that other than hooray hooray it's not it's, that's... To be gay in wrestling anymore yeah that's really cool <laughs> um in other social media news the person to look up this week i suppose would be don callis at the don callis on twitter um, with his posts about being the invisible hand and pictures with him like people like Dusty and a few other connections and flashing backs to people being picked up in cars months ago and stuff. I mean... uh, yeah, we've got a little bit of intrigue on the old wrestling story malarkey, shall we say. I think somebody's gone a bit Machiavelli and it's worth a look. I'm really interested in that. But yeah. we'll talk more about that when we get to it. So now it's time for our review of the week. Uh, starting off, as always, with BTE or Being the Elite. Mr. Muir, this is over to you. What okay. happened on this week's BTE, Muir? Nothing happened on this week's <laughs> BTE. I'm going to review last week's one again. Okay, boys? <laughs> um, right, so this BTE starts with Private Party 
walking along, and then Ortiz comes and gives them some shit, and they have a present that he steals, which is one of the one chips, and he just fucking eats it, and he just stands there going like, what? What with it? And he just fucking no-sells this chip that's like... Meant to be this hottest chip you in the world. See some, Unless you, see you look in his eyes. eyes. Yeah, his he, eyes are watering, but he still. He still no-sold that thing better than anyone else has. Maybe yeah. that's why he's not in any of the competitions for it. Maybe he's just built of heat. He's just immune to it, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Santana's face in the background makes it for me. He's properly laughing at it, but trying to look mean at the same time. I love Santana. He's got big, like, cuddly dad energy. I'm just throwing that out there. So does Ortiz, though. Ortiz has great dad energy. Yeah, he does. But he's like comedy goblin dad energy. Yes. Then we move on to Brandon Cutler looking for the camera that films him soft. Because he's look- not looking for the hard cam, because he's meant to look at the-, the other cameras, apparently. And Cass think- takes the piss out of him again. As and Brandon explaining terms, I think I prefer more than the old Matt Hardy stuff. And it's, uh, it's obviously getting Kaz over for a bit of a push by the look of it. He still has anger things. management problems, though, doesn't he? No, he fucking doesn't. <laughs> right. Then we go to uh, the Young Bucks playing hoop, and then Hardy comes in and steals their ball and just goes on about making himself more important. I really like the iconic Matt Hardy. Yeah, it's one of my favourite Matt Hardy gimmicks. It is, as I said, it's dressed up um, Big Uh, Money Matt. Matt. It works really well. It's basically Big Money Matt meets Unkillable Matt Hardy, whichever the one in Impact was, Jesus. Um, Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's a great gimmick, and I'm glad it's it's better than Matt Hardy, regular man. Then I enjoyed Kip Sabian just going that he doesn't watch the show. That made me laugh. (laughs) Not to watch this show. Uh, and then it's then it moves on to the dark order a bit about them about him making pouting noises Silver making pouting noises because he lost the match again uh, forget this bit it's and been then a it was, week <laughs> and then it was a birthday present if I remember then someone shouts you don't look a day over 39 <laughs> just that <then. laughs> The Dark Order are going to face turn themselves. It's too inevitable, in my opinion. Correct. Uh, and then Ten gets a hug off Silver again because, you know. I want to hug Ten, man. Look at him. And uh, Hangman comes up to the door and gets the sad music. Ten. <laughs> this is the best part of the show, Wes. When, when he stumbles on the chair and the music Mate. skips. So off good. my sides. And made better by Dynamite, which we'll come to later. Too good at this. Then Pandy steals the girls off Jurassic Express. Oh, and then uh, there was a the fucking mustard chucking. My God. Silver's not good at picking challenges, is he? No, this was a bad challenge, but I am happy that John Silver won a thousand pounds off Nick Jackson. That yeah, made me I happy. Got- I like it with the fact it was instantly after Trent throwing up in the uh, toilets last week. Yeah. Because uh, he was still like... Was he like, was still dying from eating oh. two of those chips, yeah. Uh, Trent. So I yeah, love Captain Japan. <laughs> I did love that uh, Silver just ran around happy after winning the thousand. He ran to Chuck first. I ran to Chuck, yeah. <laughs> Made me fucking piss. We're meant to be enemies. Oh, no, that the, the, completely blows any of the we're not friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Indie shitters, mate. GWC boys. 
So yeah, it was fun enough. I felt like the mustard throwing dragged a bit, but yeah, it was good enough. It was a solid dark, nothing yeah. uh, dark BTE, BTE. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing too special. I mean, these words might be repeated repeated later. <laughs> if I'm honest, the future, aren't you? I think it's it's kind of skippable, other than the Hangman Dark Order bit, which was great. The start and the Hangman Great Order bit, Hangman fucking bit made was it. fucking great. But so Hangman good. is fantastic at whatever he does generally, because he's an actor. <laughs> right, so yeah, that's BTE. So, Morg, give, no us a, give us an it was all right, Morg. It yeah. was all right. Thanks, There Morg. we go. <laughs> uh, what are we reckon in C? I think yeah, C ish, yeah. yeah. So, now we move on to Dark. I'm going to guess, due to it being two and a quarter hours, Mr. Strange, we're going to get something similar to last week where oh, we're going to just mainly hit the highlights. The highlights. Oh, just, uh, stop me if you want to say anything. Let's hit the high spots, boys. I did watch it this week. Right, well, we actually warm up with a match which, although not great, did have story, which was KTB by Spears. Um, I actually enjoy a Spears match. Now we've had a couple of weeks without him. Uh, it, was, it was quite nice again, if I'm honest. I had complained about uh, seeing him every week. Thousands. Interesting Scorpio Sky stuff. I'll mention the promo section with him sat on the stairs later. Yep. Um... I don't know. Could Sky go over to join Tully's team? That could be quite cool. Uh, that's all I've really got to say about that. The match was fine. Not great, but fine. But um, yeah, I'm intrigued about this Sky Spear story. I'm glad it's still going. If you boys have any thoughts on that, or should I just continue rolling through? Just carry on. It's two good wrestlers that just, you know. Yeah, uh, just carry on. Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks in his 1003rd good squash match. Oh, there we go. Wow. Uh, Cutler versus Danny Limelight. Uh, obviously a squash for Cutler to win, but it was actually pretty good. Limelight's like got Danny quite a few good Limelight. skills. He's on NJPW Strong, their American show, and he's quite good. I like him. Yeah, no, good. Um, one of my recommendations is next. I'm one of the, Probably my favourite match of the night, Cruz versus Mate, Peter Avalon. this was great. I love this match. Uh, this was a blessed indie cruiserweight match. Um, Avalon's fucking music is so good. Awful. I love it. This cheesy porno music. It's beautiful, and I will not hear a bad word about it. Uh, John Cruz is great. The two of them had so much fun and so much chemistry in the ring. Comedy selling, great pace. I really enjoyed this match. It's well worth a watch, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Tesha Price, Fisher Price versus Shanna. She's back. Yeah. Thank God she's back. Um, There was some unfamiliarity between the two of them this match. You could tell that obviously Shanna's been out for a while, but it was still better than most of the women's matches we've seen on the EW. Yes, mate. Um, But yeah, all right. I'm glad Shanna's back. I'll be happy when she's warmed up. Uh, From there, we roll into Kylin versus Perez. Once again, a better women's match than we're kind of used to, and I quite like Perez. And Kylin King's finished the kingdom. That fucking lift-up, shoulder, flapjack thing is fucking cool, and I'm a fan of it. Especially as she's massive for her whammons. Jobbers versus Best Friends. Solid indie show. The boys can wrestle with anyone. Good match. They do what they do. Yeah. Lever versus Gracia. Oh, God, no. It wasn't cursed. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It's all right. Underwhelming finish. Yeah, there was more with the it's all right button. 
Uh, yeah, no. Um, eh. Expected more compared to the other women's matches we get in this. Yes. Well, the previous uh, two. Just just to reinstigate my rant, I believe, from last week. Change Lever's gimmick. Just let her be a cosplayer. She'll be happy. She can come out as different people. Um, Gun Club versus various jobbers. The fucking intro. The entrance. The entrance of this was bless. S-rank entrance. It was was so good. Just Um, them coming out as the Tazes was so beautiful. A Taz complaining that they were using cheap-ass cloth over their head instead of... It's fucking Ricky Starch with his bulging eyes like, they're using the wrong cloth! This isn't the right cloth! And I was just like, (laughs) so good. Um, It was great. Um, I actually really enjoyed the match too. You can tell that Colton's the least experienced of them still. Not massively, but, you know... It shows that every single one of that family loves wrestling. Um, Austin is so agile. He did some redirects and counters and stuff in that ring that were immense. And don't get me wrong, Colton's got the more dimes wrestling look, but there's something about Austin's shitty grin and his snappy fast moves that, I don't know, I'm really liking him. And uh, this is a lot. It's a showcase for this upping, uh, this hopeful trios league we're going to get. Yep. I really enjoyed this. It was shorter than I'd have liked, but I'd, this would be my second recommend of uh, Dark. Agree with you on this one, especially for the entrance. The ent- if the entrance doesn't make you laugh, you don't have a soul, <laughs> or you have no clue who Taz is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay fair enough. <laughs> uh, then we rolled into. Rolled into Solo versus Seidel. Really good match, but irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, I like yeah. Seidel a lot. I like Solo a lot. They worked really well together, but completely pointless. Uh, Fuego and Ultimate and Baron Black versus the Dark Order OGs. They 1,000 of first good Dark Order match. They're a really good tag team. They do comedy stuff. They put yeah. their opponents over a spark. Great match, obviously, but once again, irrelevant. Rising and Benoni versus the Far City Blondes. They've got a name now. We said you said it was going to happen, Morg. You called this when they first started coming out together. So, I, uh, I like I you. like the name. I really like the, the name. The name's really good. I like it's the clever. On yeah. yeah. Uh, I really like Rising. Rising I, I, is I one of my favorites. Guy. He's just great. And Benoni is putting some personality into his asshole giant guy now, which is good because the you know the guy looks like a fucking beast. He's massive. He's great looking. Um, I think Griff- one of the things oh. is he's been wrestling face quite a lot, and I think he's probably off the top of my head. This is only like the, maybe the second time we've seen him actually wrestling heel. Quite a lot yeah. of the time he's been going up against people like the Dark Order or what have you. So effectively wrestling face. He's just got such a good heel look and build. He just looks like a heel, he, you know. Yeah, once again, this match was a bit short, but we got to see how good Griff is getting, mate. Griff is becoming fucking phenomenal. Uh, fi- real good, yeah. Fine match overall, but it was really good to see this team coming together and seeing them. Uh, Snow versus Evie. Uh, I really like Snow because she looks like somebody I would have pursued with a massive amount of energy in the early 2000s up to the <laughs> age of 20. <laughs> no, mate, uh, she'll just be bad for you. Don't she'll just be it. bad for you, strange. I can't help it. I love punk music and drama. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Um, match wasn't great, though, sadly. It was a bit clumsy and off. Um, I don't really have much more to say on it if any of you boys. Do now is your time. It was all right. It was, 
It's all right. I'd, I'd give it a low all right. We, we need a, a morgue like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, Jobbers versus the Acclaimed. Um, I love the Acclaimed. Uh, I love them more after Dynamite, which we'll get to in a bit. The rapping thing is really coming off on me. This was another blessed indie match. Uh, these guys have some great team, uh, great moves. They've got great synergy, some brilliant combo moves. Bowens is obviously the, the most powerful of them. He's phenomenal. I don't know if I could recommend it to watch just because it was a, a good indie match, but I personally really liked it. They're like a good two cool. I love too cool. cool. Good. Yeah. The wrestling wasn't phenomenal, was no, it? it? Whereas wasn't. these boys. Um see the Chaos Project versus Chamberlain and Gargis. Uh Chamberlain and Gargis are both good. They both look great. Unfortunately, this was just, you know, a filler match. John Cruz in his second match of the night as Serpentico. <laughs> um, John Cruz works. I really like Serpentico being used as a weapon by Luther. I think it's a good way to give Luther some of the powery stuff he can't do anymore. The match wasn't mind-blowing, but I'm enjoying what Chaos Project are doing. It amuses me. Definitely a B-card, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. There'll be a nice like mid-card tag team once we get this second show. Maybe we'll see them on Impact. Um, Lady Frost versus Red Velvet. Red Velvet proving once again that she went to the Utami school of uh, knowing where the cameraman is at all times. Good work. <laughs> Sorry, that really tickled me. She yeah, does, no. though, mate. Yes, uh, mate, she knows. I really liked Lady Frost in this. I think these two, although you could see some discom- you know, lack of comfortableness with each other, uh, me, English, good. Um, she actually had quite a good body language and rhythm to her, and the two of them got on pretty well. Just should have been longer. And once they've got more hands on each other, I have great hope for those two fighting again in the future, basically. Velvet, though, she seems to be able to get a good match out of anyone. Oh, she's that? wicked. She's yeah. one of my favourite whammins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, and then we rolled on to the finale of the three-way tag team between the Midnight Express, 15, and Jurassic Express. Um, quite fun. Good uh, in a lot of places. Not perfect. A bit, cra- a bit crazy in points. I didn't like Luchasaurus's no-sell sequence against Janela punching him in the stomach whilst he was holding somebody. I thought that was lazy no-selling. Yeah, it was. Um, there were some fucking main event bumps in this match. Jesus Christ. I was like, come on, boys, calm down. It's only dark. You don't yeah, have to hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself with dark, boys. Come on. Except Joey. Joey will do whatever he wants. Give a fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unless you guys have got anything to add, that's it. Uh, I'd watch Peter Avalon and Cruz again. The guns are great. Shanna and Tesha and Snow and Red Velvet gives me a bit of a bit of hope for the future. Yeah. It was all solid, just nothing blew my mind. It, for me, it was a C-ranked uh, dark again. It could have been shorter and I might have knocked it up, but it was all right. It didn't annoy me to watch. I didn't. Sit there like this feel, is fucking dragging. I didn't feel like time was slowing while watching this one. I thought it was all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was a C. Um, yeah. A couple of little bits. Nothing really amazing standing out, but... Nothing um, too shit or Yeah, too nothing was terrible. It's, it's, it's a good... Um, if this is the bit of AEW you get to watch because you can't watch it, for whatever wow. reason yeah, yeah yeah this one isn't bad so now we move on to dynamite and an interesting dynamite it was too um 
JR, Excalibur and Shivoni on commentary. And we start off with the Dynamite Battle Royale and an MJF promo. Any comments on the MJF promo? No. <laughs> I will keep a ring. Will he keep a ring? Will Orange Cassidy have a ring? He'll keep a ring. <laughs> Carry on. Um, so I've actually got MJF and Wardlow crossed out. MJF and Cassidy win and will face each other next week for the Diamond Ring. What did you guys think of the match? What score did you give it? I really enjoyed this match. This was and probably I've... one of the better Battle Royales that's ever I've watched. Ever yeah. Happened. yeah. yeah. I, I tend to criticise busy matches for being a clusterfuck. And the clusterfuck start to this was actually really good. Like, they, they were mostly sort of trading solid blows. There were some moves and very good fun. And then we had the fucking Beaver Boys sequence because I think they've got, uh, sorry, uh, Silver and Reynolds, because I think they've got probably the best tag team sequence out of all of the fucking tag teams. That kick to slam fucking rolling blows they do is wicked. And then Silver like hugged Hangman and I was like, ooh, (laughs) a little bit of excitement. But we'll come back to that. Um, We got some more solid uh, spears and um, sky building, which I'm happy with. They got Silver to do have his huge fucking run. The people booed when Silver got knocked out. Yeah, it was the he biggest boo of the fucking booed. fight was when Matt Hardy knocked out Silver. Like, good work on getting Matt Hardy to knock out Silver. That's the way the game heal here, ain't it? Yes, mate. Um, the ha- uh, the Dark Order catch for Hangman into the bookshot lariat was fucking Beautiful. wicked. Um, they built Miro up a bit more, as much as I'm not hugely sold on him. Uh, I, you know, he did look like a beast, and that one point where he caught Joey Janela into a slam was fucking phenomenal strength. Yeah. The inner circle shenanigans were great. I like them moving as a team. Then, but near the end, there was that Sammy Guevara Jungle Boy bouncing sequence on the apron. Hey, they were so good. One slip, and that would have been ruined. And what? they hit. This is so setting up for Sammy face turn. You know, uh, that sequence was fucking gold. Then obviously we rolled into the finish. Uh, I wanted Wardlow to win. Uh, once it broke down. Yeah, it would have been so much more interesting. But I'm still down with the finish. And obviously we've got to build to the... I'd quite like Sammy and Wardlow to uh, leave the inner circle. We'll, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> uh, I gave this a, a really high B slash an A. I really enjoyed this. Sure, I'd have preferred something different from the ending. But we had story building. We had great wrestling. We had some of the best... That, that apron sequence is one of the best sequences I've seen. The fucking Dark Order toss up into Buckshot Lariat and build with Hangman built story sky and spears built more story i really enjoyed this and i think it set up a lot of different arcs so uh, you guys are gonna have to criticize it i'm the positive one elimination in this match pretty much had some storyline reason behind it you know so i i can't fault this match like apart from me wanting it not to be orange cassidy because i think they're sort of like overexposing him but other than that i think it was great it was a high b at least for me so well no it's gonna go to a b i it only gets downgraded by me because it's a battle royal and i can't stand battle royals normally (laughs) there's only one good battle royal and it's the one where you have people coming in in waves and that was made by pat patterson (laughs) yes yes um yeah, and so I don't like Battle Royals, so I'm immediately... So I only gave it a C 
but that's probably with everything you've just said and pointed out i'm probably downgrading it because it's a battle royal and that's personal bias i think you're both right i think it's definitely actually a high b i think my 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 ranking on that is completely wrong and is just due to my own bias with everything you've reminded me of in the match. That's the advantage of these uh, podcasts though, isn't it? Every now yeah. and then we'll be like, oh, this, this and this. And I'll be like, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, just really solid, especially for a battle royal, as you said. I tend to criticise them for being just them normally, Apart from the rumble, because <laughs> the rumble is just great, but you know. So moving on, we have Kazarian versus Jericho with Hager and Ortiz. Jericho wins with the Judas effect. Stuff happens afterwards. We'll discuss that afterwards. What did you guys think of the match? What score did you give the match itself? I. Oh, go on. You first. This was an awkward match. I, I kind of felt sorry for Kaz. Like the bit where he had them in the Boston Crab for like 10 decades. That must have nearly killed the poor bugger. How holding a man like that must be knackering. Uh, it was it's just, just a bit a awkward. It's, yeah. it fit, the first half of it was a bit slow. Like, I, Jericho yeah. came out with a great coat. JR informed me that Kaz has beaten Okada, and I didn't know that, so that's um, interesting. It was solid, if uninspired, for, like, the first two-thirds, shall I say. Um, the heel shenanigans got a bit too much for me. I was like, is Aubrey just blind at one point? Like, I know... You give a bit of leeway to refs not seeing things, but, 100%, but Kaz yeah. was continuously beaten around the ring. <laughs> Even JR made some kind of snarky comments. Um, great selling, obviously, both of them, they're veterans, but it needed that pace pickup. Some good storytelling was we did see that Kaz knows all of Jericho's moves. He had a counter for the code breaker, for the moonsault, for everything. That was really good. Um, I like the wall spot, um, and I quite like the towel spot near the end with the like storytelling coming out. That was good with the Sammy passing over the towel with MJF. That was great. Yeah, and we had um, the pace picked up and the sequences picked up at the end, and the the end Judas effect properly catching him came out of nowhere. Looked really good. If all of the match had been like the last third of it, it'd be a B in my opinion. Unfortunately, those two thirds were just. Just they were solid and we had story, so it's realistically a C rank match, but yeah. it just didn't get I don't know. I expected more from two such accomplished that I really enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Um Please. yeah, I gave it a C. Um, I expected it to be a big slow build. It did, but I think you're right. I think that the slow build up was too long towards the, the bigger stuff at the end. And I think the story at the end was this ended up being a match that was a story rather than a match. Yeah, it was just sort of a vector for inner circle things. Yeah. Which is so, a shame. Mr. Yeah. Muir? It, it was just a bit awkward. And I feel like on any other day, these two would have given a better match. I just think it's a slow C. Okay. See, uh, it is. Yeah, so following on from that, we have an inner circle shame. fallout and brawl, and Jericho then basically puts them on notice that they will have a meeting next week to decide if it's the end of the inner circle. What do you guys think of this? Um, I'm so angry, we'll discuss it next week. My favourite thing. Classic wrestling, yeah. This show is very wrestling. You're going to hear yes, me sir. say this quite a bit. Um. I didn't rank it. I'm intrigued. I think the inner circle is too young and too 
popular to break up. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to wait they've and see. Been, to... The thing is, they've. Been, I think the problem is you've just handed MJF and then you just break them up. Is the problem? Um, the shield it's worked true. so well because they stopped them when they were just hitting their peak. And is it time for the inner circle to to break up now? and maybe split down into different factions. I think we see what happens next week, because if we get comedy gold next week, then it'll just re... Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think they can just You can never tell with Jericho. You can never tell. For all we know, next week might feature Jericho doing a seven-minute video sequence of him, like, talking to them in their houses, and then them all coming in for a big group hug. You can't tell. You don't know where it's going yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Following on from that, Young Bucks backstage promo. Um... Any thoughts? Rankings? Or not. I love Strange it. needs to go first for this. Oh, fuck, man. I love this. I like shitty books. And I was like, oh, they're being shitty books. Good times. And then the acclaim came down and started, started rapping. And they made they made the comments we do about their cover looks like they're looking at each other's dicks and stuff. So I was instantly laughing. Then fucking TH2 ran out and started beating them and fucking... Max Caster shouted world star, which I gave this an A. I fucking loved this. This, this was, was an A. As soon as that world star came out, I as soon was as the world star went off. I love the acclaimed. Uh, I'm glad they're on mainstream TV. And I unironically loved every moment of this. Bollocks. But it was wrestling bollocks gold, and I loved it. I'm glad that the Bucks are doing this to put over people as well, because yeah. they could have easily have just gone, nah, we're not having a bit where you take the mick out of us like that. And they've the the bit where Nick Jackson turned around to Max when he was rapping, and he was like, hasn't somebody already done this gimmick in reference to Cena? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> So what good. do you think, Morg? You're, uh... That was that. That was my highlight. Uh, I I wasn't a big fan, and neither was the Raptor of the um, the rap sequence and the whole making um, homosexual reference. Um, I wasn't a huge. Oh, I don't think it was a gay board. reference. Uh, I don't know. They, they sort said it's of a, is. Yeah, and it I was, was a bit... brothers looking at each other's dicks. The um, cover does look like that. Testuous comments um, they're yeah, making but, about them. But, yeah, I mean, if you guys enjoyed it, it you know, it, it's got an audience. I'm not sold on the acclaimed yet. It's all right, don't worry. Three, three ring circus, as you yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Um, following on from that, Britt Baker with Rebel versus Layla Hirsch. Brit wins with the lockjaw. Um, we'll go down on to what happens next afterwards. What did you think of the match? What score did you give the match? Why are we here just to suffer? Oh, I'm going to go with the positive because I obviously have <laughs> yeah, some yeah, criticism yeah. to this. Um, good Britting at the intro. That's how we like to see our Brit Baker. Yeah. Uh, good shitty uh, heel. I had uh, my mate Jay round for, uh, to see this. He'd taken me to town. In the two days we were allowed to see other humans. <laughs> Um, and he, he described Layla as a tiny female Kurt Angle, and uh, I kind of see that if I'm honest. Had a start, had a strong start. The yeah, Raptor good... really likes her. That oh, one. I love her. Yeah, the she's Raptor great. really sold on her. She understands why she is the queen of of our dwarven faction. Dwarven kingdom, as in dwarven. fantasy dwarves. Fantasy dwarves. Yeah, as in fantasy dwarves. Not, as not in little people. She needs a beard. Shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. But we had a strong wrestling start and I was enjoying it. It did slow down during the break. And I don't know, something 
Britt didn't seem on top form at points to me. Maybe just because she doesn't know Layla that well. It did get a bit slow and then it needed a pickup. And then Layla got her little run of sequences and she's just so good at move-to-move and counter-to-move transmissions. Like, she can just roll round a human and it's lovely. If you made Layla Hirsch in a computer game in the old, like, Smackdown games where you get to pick four moves, you know, one for each button, she'd have three arm bars and a suplex. I love her. I didn't like the end. I don't think she should have submitted. Um, It felt to me with the intro bit and then the end bit, like as much as I was enjoying parts of this, it sort of just turned the match into a vector for Rosa versus Brit. And I kind of feel that was at the expense of Hirsch. Um, we should be, you know, getting rid of one of our better female wrestlers at this stage, especially to put over someone that isn't that good at wrestling. Completely agree with you. Uh, Britt was too good at the mat wrestling. Um, She should have been outclassed every time it went down to the mat. It should have been all about her power moves and kicks. Um, Completely agree. And Layla should not have tapped to the lockjaw. I fully expected Layla to bite Britt's hand. Yeah, it would have been wicked, just something like that. I mean, she did hit a uh, suplex on Rebel at the end, so I assume that's building to a Rebel versus Hirsch arc, which would be fine because Rebel's a really good wrestler if Rebel hadn't been sold like a complete useless moron through the entirety of their story arcs. If they hadn't made her look like a geek, then yes, it would be a great story arc. (laughs) Move Ty Conti away from Anna. (laughs) Stick her with Hirsch. Oh, Hirsch and Conti be a great team of like martial artist people. Or, oh, that'd be great. Or a feud. Yeah, one or. or the other, I'll take it. That would be great. But yeah, realistically, I gave this a low C. A lot of the wrestling was solid. I just disagree with the decisions. But I did write low C slash D. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to you boys. C slash D. Yeah, it's a hard one because I really enjoyed the wrestling. I really enjoy Hearst, but then they just buried her. So, yeah, it's a D from me. Fuck them. I th- I'm going to let it be a low... <laughs> I'll let it be a low C because I think the wrestling was oh, mostly fuck em, solid. Fuck them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're completely right. So, moving on from there, we had Darby and Cody with Arn Anderson versus Hobbs and Starks with Taz. Um... Darby and Cody win after the coffin drop. We'll leave that there. What did you think of the match? And what score did you give the match? Right, here we go. Peace yourself, Matthew. We had a strong start for this. Um, A really strong, like, fast couple of minutes. And then we went into what felt like 20 minutes of Team Goody beating Starks. Have the break Uh, at the start of this match. Why didn't we have the break before the match? It was just all Cody beating Stark through the commercials. Uh, obviously, it was all solid. The moves looked good and were taken well, but I got bored of Stark's eating shit. Um, then Hobbs hit Darby with a lariat on the outside that made me shout, Jesus Christ. It was terrifying. <laughs> and like, seriously, I was like, is he dead? What about the ear suplex? Uh, he, oh, no, we come <laughs> Jesus the ear, the ear suplex. suplex. Yeah, carry on. We got a lot of good character work for Hobbs. It's just business. Uh, he's adding that meanness to him has actually really sort of improved him. The tag throw drop on Derby was fucking great. 
there was the bit where uh, Derby and Starks clashed heads in the corner. And I didn't think that was intentional until it was commented on and it became a thing. It was fucking brilliant. Um, I've got one of my most probably politically incorrect things I'm, I'm ever going to say on this podcast as my next note. But uh, Will Hobbs doing the British nanny move on Derby where he just held him around his waist <laughs> and shook him. I was like, normally this would look stupid. But you know what? I believe it. Believe that the... Will Hobbs could shake a man to death if he wanted to. Yes. Yeah. Then we had the uh, the Hobbs overhead, the, the head grab suplex on Derby, where I was like, Fucking I have, hell, I have never seen that? a man be suplexed by his head before. And then Cody comes in. We get to see some great Starks, I think, because he started to sell so well. But unfortunately, Cody is too strong. And, Cody? Uh, it's got Rhodes blood match was really good was good we had story we had heart but in my opinion it had the wrong winners especially with what happened afterwards i gave this a b on story and wrestling and building hobbs and i enjoyed that and i thought it was good winners pissed me off Um, you can have your new champion lose if there's somebody if it's a tag match or there's, you know, heel shenanigans or the other person gets pinned. Bobby wouldn't have lost anything to the team that does vo- brutal, vic- uh, you know, vicious beatings. Especially as it's Will Hobbs' like, first moment on the main show showing off he's in Team Taz. Correct. Uh, it was a great showcase for Hobbs, though. It did make him look super strong. I'm happy with that build for Hobbs. Like, they have taken a guy that was... Literally just a jobber on Dark and made him into like a main sort of character, which is fantastic to see in modern Western wrestling because, you know, WWE hasn't made a star in God knows how long. But yeah, it's just a shame that it went the way it did. But it was a good B match, definitely. What do you think, Morg? Interesting. Uh, C slash B from me. Um, yeah. Uh, it just... Um, I, I, I really liked the ending, um, and I don't mean the what we're going to get to in a minute. I mean, and I, I appreciate that you guys, you know, um, I liked the the Derby Cody tag into the moves. Cody did the move for Derby to do the coffin drop. That was the bit that popped me the most. So I was like, that was cool. I liked that. I liked them working together. Um, I thought the babyface shine at the beginning was too long. Yeah, um, 100%. Uh, the beatdown stuff with Hobbs was good um and the you know his control cody there i think there should have been a second heel beat down part especially if the faces were going to win i think cody should have eaten some shit for a little bit um but yeah so it got just, a c slash it was a high up a high c but it didn't quite hit b for me yeah fair um all I'm going to say is, why have the faces win if what's going to happen happens next? <laughs> I would have liked everyone to have just been th- annihilated. I, well, I think the reason happened. was it was because they you were setting up to have the heel beat down and the heels doing the beat down after they've lost makes sense to some people. I don't see why the heels couldn't have just beaten them down even more. And I think what happens next would have been even cooler. So yes, uh, there is a beat down on the faces. Cage runs in, people run, um, Dustin runs in. On too strong. To make On too strong. Um, is too strong. On actually is to be fair. 
<laughs> um, arms the one I'd let him get away without that. I think Dustin yeah. didn't se- didn't sell enough that he should have done. I think Dustin should have just come in and walked straight into like SmackDown. Um, did get a bit confused. They didn't quite know who to hit with the belt at one point. I know just when they were like yeah. pointing ground and Taz is like grab someone. And then Don't the lights it. went out. Um, we saw a video package that we hadn't seen before and the lights went out and the Raptor went, well, this would this be Penta. And I went, no, it's one of two people and one of them's just retired. Trust me. I, I knew exactly who this was going to be. Then yeah. the thing comes up. It's Sting. Um, oh, fuck it, Stang. Um, the crowd goes nuts. The commentators sold it like fuck. Tony Schiavone must have not been told. He was so excited. Like, he was um, literally he, so I, joyful. I think he just he knows how to... The ring. He knows how to sell that character. Um, well, from what I heard, uh, Sting wasn't actually told to anybody. He was just kept in his trailer. And the only time anybody saw him was that walk from the trailer to the thing. Awesome. This was spoiled for me only because I caught a spoiler on YouTube on the way to it. Um, So before um, I'll give my opinions, I thought this was fucking brilliant way of doing this, bringing a legend in and bringing that legend. The Raptor, who knew nothing about Sting other than he's the crow, therefore she effectively likes his gimmick, thought this was absolutely perfect. that was her words. She thought that was a perfect way to bring him in, to bring a legend. What did you guys think of the segment? I have three criticisms. I think this was a great segment, and I think obviously it does sell to a certain level of nostalgia and a bonus point if you're a goth. Uh, but this isn't to say it's not good and it's not, you know, iconic, hilariously, pun there. My only issues are. Team Taz just teleported out of the ring. Everything went black. The time Tron came up. We walked out and suddenly he was in the ring with all the faces. And I was like, where have Team Taz gone? They just out of existence. To be fair, no, yeah, to be fair, Sting drew the baseball bat and they were sensible and fucked off. Yes, but we could have seen them fucking off yeah. as opposed to it panning away and panning back and they're if gone. Sting, if Sting had just drawn the baseball bat and they had fucking legged it, that would yeah. have been so much better. Um, I did laugh at the fact he was already wearing his own AEW-branded T-shirt. That was fucking hilarious. I was like, ah, what a surprise for him. And uh, my final criticism is it quite clearly should have been surfacing. Uh, (laughs) I'm still not over this, not surfacing. Wipeout could have been her, could have hit. (laughs) Then he could have (laughs) run out and hit him with a surfboard. It was really good. I didn't rank it because I didn't know what to do. My only other comment is the fact that when he went around looking at them and he was having a good look at Derby, I was like, Sting has just arrived to paint the other side of his face. He's like, <laughs> yes. you've, done, you've, you've, done, you've done quite well, kid. About 50%, I'd say. Just that, me, is it? That was the Raptors of the comment. Is Sting actually here to teach Derby how to do face paint? And her second oh, yes. one was, has Sting been preserved? Has, has Sting been preserved in marble? Because she thinks he, he does not look like he has changed at all. And to be fair, I've seen him with the makeup off. He He's one of those people that just hasn't really aged facially very much. His so hair's gone a bit greyer. Um, if you keep a soul patch for over 20 years, that's what happens to you. Because yeah. I've never seen anybody else keep a little strip goatee that long. That's why he's that powerful. So, yeah, that I, is the best way to use a legend? Yeah, I gave it an A. Obviously, you gave it an A. What do you give him your... I'm going to be the decider. 
I gave it I gave it an A for how excited everyone else was. Like I don't care that much about Sting. I'm not really gonna lie. But I, I think it's I, definitely I'm not the biggest Sting fan, but I'm with you. Maybe so. it's an S because of how people are reacting to it. Uh, Just it because... no, the, the... Our resident goth old days wrestling yeah, fan, knowledge no, no, no. man, gave it an A. Point. It's no. an A. And if anybody was going to pop an A his wrestler yes. based off the crow, it's Morg. Uh, uh, to be fair, I did have it spoiled. Oh, yeah, true. What do you think mm. if you hadn't had it spoiled? If I hadn't had it spoiled, it would have been an S, and I would have been going absolutely bananas like I did when but he I'd... debuted in WWE. Yeah. I'd probably have brought it back down to yeah. an A. I but I, I honestly yeah. think it was an A. I think I yeah. would have popped for it like I did for when, when he um, came into WWE um, at the Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. watched that live. Yeah. Fair. And the build-up to it was even better with Dolph getting beaten down, uh, etc. So, yeah, I think this if that, that one was probably an S, this one has to be an A because it wasn't quite as good. You've got it from here. Goth on Goth Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so, following on from that, we had a Shida backstage promo. Right. Yeah. So again, I, I liked this. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Raptor. The Raptor thought this was good because Shida came across well. Um, yeah, no, the... I, I like the Abaddon uh, creepy music stuff. To be completely honest, Shida going, I'm not afraid, and then this facial so selling wrestling. it. Yeah, this was so wrestling. It's a very like, wrestling episode. Yeah. I enjoyed this. Like, maybe not your strong, super strong baby face should be doing this. Like, nah, yeah. Japanese wrestlers love that shit. Let, oh, let her do. go full Joshi. Let her go Joshi. I would love her more. to go full Joshi, mate. There's no arguments here for that. But yeah, <laughs> let's carry on. Holds up the terror of Abaddon even more. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's what we asked for as well. We said, yeah. don't. we don't want to see Abaddon. We want to... We want creepy shit happening around Shida and Shida playing scared. So they've given us what we asked, what we, which just yet again proves that Tony Khan listens to the show. (laughs) Shad that listens to Tony. Shad, Shad, train me to be a wrestler. (laughs) All my schools have closed down. Um, Following on from that, we had a Mox promo. Any thoughts? Solid. Um, Solid Moxing. I prefer prefer old biker Mox to crazy Mox, but this was a good, uh, this was a good crazy Mox. I did make a criticism, in, 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 well, a criticism, a joke about this, and uh, Muir had to correct me that it was a Pat Patterson thing, because he said, uh, let's go banana. And I was like, just one banana, not bananas, you know, like the phrase. But apparently that's the thing Pat Patterson said at some point, so yeah, a little yeah, bit Pat, of a reference there. Yes, Pat Patterson used to, um, Mick Foley talks about it in his book. Uh, he didn't used to do um, plurals. Yeah, because he was uh, French-Canadian. That was good for me to know because I was I was ready to mock that for a duration in here, if I'm honest. But um be completely fair, without the context, you're like, why is he going on about banana? I put it on Twitter taking the piss, and then Nick was like, it's a pub person thing. I was like, oh he's dead, best delete that. (laughs) (laughs) Because wrestlers have liked our shit before. Yeah, yeah, no. They they clearly search for themselves, so I'm not taking that risk. No. So, anyway. yeah, then Don Callis joins commentary and we have Omega versus Mox for the AEW World Championship. Omega wins with the one wind angel after Don Callis throws a mic into the ring and he proper hard ways Mox. <laughs> what did you guys think of the match? What score did you give it? 
Right, well, Kenny's intro is always a fucking 10. I love his intros. They're fucking phenomenal, and it makes me laugh. We had a really solid pace start with some really smooth sequences. Don Callis is a really good commentator. Yes, like, he is. As actual description and play-by-play commentary, wonderful. Once again, Moxie style doesn't always gel to a, a match I like, but fortunately, Kenny has really cool moves <laughs> that help that. It was a bit slow for the first 10 minutes, then, but then it picked back up with a hurricanrana, if I recall from Kenny. It needed, it needed more chopper, if I'm honest. I think a few of those slow pause moments could have had a bit more NJPW, I chopper you, you chopper me. It felt like it was trying to be an NJW, like 60 minute like classic, you know, because the Akada match and stuff like that, where they start off super slow because obviously they're going 90, they're going 60 minutes, but, you know, it just never really picked up at the start. It could have done with more choppy. You're definitely yeah. right there. Well, Callis and JR were talking about NJPW quite a lot through this. So I don't know why JR was. <laughs> he was he, a commentator he, for yeah, NJPW. Yeah, yeah he, him and Callis used to comment, he, they did the uh, English commentating for the Kenny, uh, the, the six Vegas. stars. Yeah, Ricardo. yeah. Um, I think my favourite thing on the commentary was the fact that JR says you need an assault rifle to stop Minoru Suzuki. Hilarious. Because <laughs> you do. Yes, mate. Um, then Mox got the chairs and we had the slap off, which I thought was kind of interesting. A gentleman agreement. And we had the V-trigger through the chairs and I was like, <laughs> fuck, son. And we had a really solid pickup out after that. The tope into the V-trigger was brutal. The 10 minutes of V-triggers. <laughs> it's like Kenny just went, I will knee you in the face 1,000 times. <laughs> um, we, we did have possibly the weakest elbows I've ever seen to escape the one-winged angel, though. When Mox was on, up in the position. And he was like, he was elbow elbowing. Um, I did the quotation marks. You can't see that. Yeah. Uh, Kenny in the face. It was awful. Um, but then it just all picked back up. When Don got punched, roses flew out of him, which made me laugh. I don't so know if anyone well. picked up on that. He got yeah. punched and petals blew out of him like he'd been killed. Oh, it was like an anime day. fucking scene. I loved it. Um, then we got the butt head bop. And Kenny decided he would knee him in the face 2,000 times. <laughs> just need a few more knees. I mean, I don't want to say, like, we criticise a lot of Mox's matches because he's not our style, but we've always appreciated that he's over in America and a load of, uh, over with, you know, people who are into that sort of uh, WWE Stone Coldy character. Even though he cheated, people were chanting Kenny's name. <laughs> Even though this was meant to be some sort of healy moment where he cheated and scammed off. I, I have a feeling that people didn't understand properly what had been going on because um i was a little bit in that um well what's happening and it wasn't until the what happens after which we'll discuss in a moment um that you really got the feeling that it was some kind of healing job yeah yeah, screw job and it was a bit like the austin mcmahon um one where Austin, oh. man gave Austin yeah, yeah, the yeah, chair yeah. and everyone cheered Stone Cold at the end because yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just didn't. So yeah. I gave this a, a high B with an A ending because I I really want the world to see that the cleaner isn't a cool character, <laughs> that he's a dorky cheating asshole, but. I don't know. I, I I kind of thought these two could have had a better match. I agree that this is not the match I expected. 
I expected it to be a lot more chopper, and I expected it to be a bit more, you know, fluid. I think both of them could put on a great MPGW, like, final boss match, and it just didn't click 100% for me. Like, it was still good, don't get me wrong. Maybe my expectations were too high, but I think it was like a B. Oh, that's Dub's B's. So, Ooh. yeah, well, I gave it low A. Okay. So that's, you know, so that sits on the same. You gave it high B, I gave it low A. Um, I enjoyed exactly. it. Um, and I think I also rounded into the what happened next, which means I could probably give this a B and then actually give a score to the what happens next, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm happy to actually lower my ranking on the match itself to say it was a high B. Um, then what happens? Callis and Kenny run away like scolded <laughs> dogs, to, um, running past everyone with them, which finally got the story over to me as to what had just happened. Truly, that this was just some this, the belt. Yeah. That they it was had... Don Callis's van that picked up Kenny in that episode a few uh, months, like a couple of months back. Gear, I think it was. Yeah, when he when he left from Hangman uh, when yep. they lost the tag titles, that was the, the same van. So also, we've had continuity. Now it clicks that he was in Don Callis's house because it was a picture of Don Callis uh, with yes. Kenny's uncle as well. Uh, so this, this story has... has been building for fucking ages. Um, so yeah, they run off, that. jump into a car, and then Don Callis says, well, "You'll find out what's going on on Tuesday." At which what, point, on AEW Dark, the commentators <laughs> go, "But we don't have Dynamite on Tuesday," and of course, that means we'll find out what's happening on Impact because they made a big thing about Impact. Um, oh God, got to review that next week. Then. What did you? <laughs> so we've got to make a decision about that. Um, what did you guys? think of that end segment as i've just said pretty much i gave it an a this is setting up to something i wanted to see and would like to see originally i was like okay this is quite cool i'm intrigued and then nick pointed out don Callis's house and uh, the car to me and i think that makes it an a on continuity i think it's um, at least an a <laughs> like what i would look at this is i don't want this impact crossover thing to be a thing i have to deal with all the time However, I used to collect all of the original Deadpool series um, before the comic got destroyed by fanboys and multiple writers, but I, I'll have that bitch a different time. Um, and every now and then they'd be like, oh, Deadpool has a crossover with The Punisher or Black Panther, the two I can specifically think of, and it would be like two to three issue mini arc where their comics intersected. And I'm okay with that. So I get to watch a bit and I get a bit of crossover to build some story, it's fine. If they haven't bought the show and they expect me to watch it weekly, I'm going to lose my temper. I'm excited, though. I'm excited for the crossover and uh, it needs well, more to be, on that later. Yeah, it needs to be a, a, a month-long story arc. Month-long, yeah, four episodes. Or, or to the next pay-per-view at the longest, but AEW pay-per-views are big. Or if AEW just buys Impact and it becomes AEW Impact and that's their second show. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. You know, those, not surprise me. Those are the only options I can really see from it. But I don't need more wrestlers. I don't need more wrestlers in AEW. We don't need more. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have too many already. <sighs> yes. And it's a bit of a laugh. We can They can go and see their mates in the other promotion, you know? Let the wrestlers have a bit of fun, you know, some matches they want to do. Yeah, let's have some fun. Yeah. As long as it's for like a month, 
They have a bit of a piss around, have these matches. Yeah, that's golden. I think I might have muted myself during that, which means you guys hear me and the recording hasn't picked it up. So just so that Muir doesn't sound really strange, what I had just said is as long as this lasts <laughs> a month or until the next pay-per-view, that will be good. <laughs> what? You were talking? <laughs> I said that that's okay uh, then. <laughs> so before we polish this up, what did everybody think of Eddie Kingston's 22nd promo slammed on the end through the commentary? <laughs> I forgot about this. Um, they had a dark match afterwards because that was. <laughs> oh, is that yeah. what that was? I was yes, like, mate. <laughs> I was like, oh, so he's driving off, and all of a sudden, for like 15 seconds, I heard Eddie shouting, and I was like, what is going on? Yeah, they <laughs> had a dark this match, match afterwards. Right, yeah. okay, that that but... would make sense. I think he got there a bit early. I think he hit his cue a bit too early, but it was hilarious. <laughs> he was like, I haven't promoed today. <laughs> Slapping people out of the way to Just grab shaking head the head. ropes like the ultimate warrior powering up because he has for, a promo. <laughs> so, um, so, Mr. Strange, what is our score? We've got three A's, three B's and two C's. So as much as you said at the start, you'd ranked it a bit low. We've got a high B ranked show. I but arguably, show. it should have been an A. Definitely an A show. This was fantastic. It was so show. wrestling. It was yeah. so wrestling. <laughs> Unrealistically so. I will concede the agreement of our representative goth that this is an A show, despite what my rankings say. Um, I've, yeah, I've, I... No, I think, I've, I've, I think B... B to A, yeah. And there was so much good stuff happened. The Sting debut, the Impact thing, the the setup for the Inner Circle. Uh, even though we haven't necessarily ranked these things so high, I think sometimes the show itself as a whole is better. Yeah, yeah. The B show with A highlights. There yeah. you go. There we go. So it's there really you go. good. Watch it. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, definitely watch it. You you get around six months of story in this. <laughs> yeah, to get into it. Um, do you feel because uh, you've made this comment before, um, Mr. Muir? Do you feel that that felt like a season end? Oh, definitely. That was definitely the change of the guard, and then we've got the new arc, which is going to be this impact stuff. I would imagine so. Would you think make so? notes on impact, Zach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to drag him in. So um, this week, uh, don't believe we've got any questions, have we? No, question free for once. So um, questions free. If it you'd used like to be to... a problem, now it's like a nice surprise. Yes. So if you'd like to send us any questions, they'll give us your thoughts. What did you think of Sting's debut? Um, uh, what did you think? What do you think about the uh, impact? setup that's coming along um send them to wrestleopinionated at gmail.com contact us at wrestleop on facebook and wrestleop1 on twitter so mr muir it is time for us to have a discussion about something i just have the word spoiler written here so i'm going into this blind apart from the quick heads up you gave me before basically Carrying on from what we've just discussed about, it's basically what would you like to see from this impact sort of deal that they've got going on? What matches would you like to see? What storylines would you like to see? What would you like to see from it, basically? And just discuss what we think should happen and what shouldn't happen, you know? I was also surprised by this, but I am fucking armed, boys. So um, <laughs> well, if you, you're ready, I'll do you leave. want to do the sensible one, and then I'll do the one that we discussed earlier, which is what I have planned. Right, right. 
I'll say I'll save that one then, but if it's the one I think it is. Uh, references to previous TV shows. Things I want to fucking see. I want to see Ken Shamrock versus Jake Hager in all toughest MMA leather man That'd versus. That I hey, Shamrock should be able to bring a good match out of Hager with all the stuff. Um, he's I, I normally call Minoru Suzuki the Ken Shamrock of NJPW. Ken Shamrock is the Minoru Suzuki of Western wrestling. Um, they should correct. have to have a, a good, tough, punching. You know, shoot star Trump match, trial, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can bring in a bunch of the older, tougher boys. It can play in with Jericho as well. Obviously, they're old lads. I want to see Rhino train Wardlow. Oh, that'd be great! I didn't think wouldn't of that. it? Yes, mate. I've been making notes as we've been going. Um, Rhino training Wardlow. Obviously, Rhino's getting on now, but they've got a very similar style. Even though Rhino looks like a compressed Triple H, uh, old Triple H, not new trips with his beard, obviously. Uh, Rosemary versus Abaddon will give you a full chance to go 80s horror movie special effects. You two might not know who Rosemary is. I, I do. Rosemary is, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, Rosemary versus Abaddon in like a. Or together they can start a reign of terror. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, have been shown like... to have supernatural powers and stuff. Rosemary teleports and stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, saving that one. Suicide versus Santana, just because Santana was suicide back in <laughs> LOL TNA days. Uh, I'll take that. Oh, not LOL TNA. LOL TNA. It, look, it always falls back to LOL TNA. They get away from it for a bit, but they always slip back. Jordan Grace versus anyone. She's great. She, yes, she is yeah. a powerhouse of which EW does not have. Uh, Jordan Grace versus Nyla would be a fucking great match. I always go on about how I want to see a superheroine who's built like a shot putter. What I mean is I want to see a superheroine who looks like Jordan Grace. That woman looks like she could knock the shit out of you. Um, okay, a little bit of story building. Here we go, boys. FTR and Sean Spears in an arc led by Tully against Kenny and the Good Brothers led by Don Callis. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That gives you your NJPW, original good Bullet Club members, rough team versus the old days, traditional wrestlers, Western team. Um, yeah, no. See, I was actually thinking that that's where you'd have your Dark Order face turn and you'd have the Good Brothers and Kenny versus the Dark Order with Hangman in them. Yeah, that could be really cool, actually. That would be really good. But I could go anywhere, and also you can do a three-way job with these uh, not trios. quite trios, but representatives of different groups. Tommy Dreamer versus Eddie Kingston. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a match for me. That's a very cinematic match. match. <laughs> that's in a cinematic match. That's match strange, which is two slightly older, chubbier people kick the... Fuck out of each other. other. I would mean, oh, see. No, I'd have put. I'd have had Tommy Dreamer versus Luther. Uh, no, I want the for the stale hot dog and cold beer and warm beer match. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, Willie Mac or the Mac from uh, Lucha Underground versus anyone. Yeah. I've never seen Will a man. Hobbs. Oh, Mac versus Hobbs, because yes, Mac mate. can do moonsaults and kip-ups and shit. These two massive <laughs> men, they're also really fucking flippy. I mean, fantastic. to be fair, I think I'd actually, 
if it was going to be Willie Mack versus someone, I'd want Willie Mack versus Wardlow. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because be they're good. both big, flippy guys. They can both yep. do. And I think those two would have a cruiserweight match that people will be going, you two should not be having a cruiserweight. How are you two having a cruiserweight match? Yeah, fair, completely. Yeah, yeah. And then powerbombing each other. Right, uh, this is a personal favourite one of mine I'd like to see. Unfortunately, I can't remember Thunder Rosa's cool Spanish name for her, uh, what she calls herself. But it would be uh, Thunder Rosa versus La Reina La Reina, Taya Valkyrie in a traditional AAA-style women's wrestling match. Those That's two right. would kick the shit out of each other. And it would be, don't get me wrong, Taya fought uh, Rosa in the past under a different um, identity, but Rosa wasn't at her best back then. Since she no. went to NWA, she's really come into her own. And I reckon those two who both claim to be like the queens of Spanish luchador wrestling and stuff and just a fucking against each other, go for it battle would be wicked. Um, and obviously just the rest of their women's wrestler because Impact's women wrestler and women wrestling is, is really All well. women's rosters. <laughs> so <laughs> so what, what we discussed at the beginning is, um, um, obviously, is this going to open up with there needs to be some kind of unsanctioned underground fighting club between the two organizations. It's going to be on the Mexican border, by the way. It can be on the Mexican. It can be on the Mexican border. Um, it will be a great way to introduce our new belt with the poker chips. Um, it can be heavily story driven. We can throw some people like Abaddon in because we need some good supernatural weird characters. Um, but some of the names that we've been looking at is we bring in Hernandez, uh, Willie Mack. Oh, Hernandez, yeah. I didn't uh, want him down. Yeah, Hernandez, Willie Mack, Tyre, um, as you've just said, Thunder Rosa. But Thunder Rosa cannot. Thunder Rosa cannot come out as Thunder Rosa. She she needs to come out as um, Cobra Moon. You know where this is going. <laughs> and Sammy, Sammy Callahan has to die in the first episode. I mean, I I resurrect. Resurrect. so he can be we resurrected. Could days, Matt. We could, we could, for example, have um, have Sammy Callahan versus oh, I forget his real name. It's like Draven or something like that. Uh, or it, it would be an old days a match of two dead people because we could have. Do you want to say his fucking name or am I doing You can do it. Jeremiah Snake versus Vibora. <laughs> oh my God. On different um, promotions. I <laughs> still think a Sammy Callahan Moxley match would be yeah. better. Yeah. Um, we're going to be serious. I mean, yeah. Now, so, yeah. For those of you that don't know, the pitch we've just done is actually just resurrecting Lucha Underground. <laughs> There it is. That's why we need Dario Cueto to the But second um, show. Uh, but on seriousness, uh, the match I really want is Motor City Machine Guns against any of the top. And I pitched it last week. Um, it was on yeah, my. It, it was one of my things from last week. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus FTR, and Motor City Machine Guns versus the Bucks, and versus TH Two. Yeah. I'm just going to point out a little idea I've had, which is. If the Inner Circle break up next week, that means you can have Hernandez, Eddie Kingston, and Santana and Ortiz all in the same stable. With oh. Conan 
as their mouthpiece. And the Latinas. Don't forget uh, Evie and Diamante. We could have a proper LAX, full LAX reunion. That's pretty much yeah. everyone who's ever been, you know... Ed, you're just there. missing... Um, I want to say Homicide, but I don't think that was his name. The you could probably get Chavo uh, in there. I think he's been connected with them in the past i think he was i think he was one of the ones they faced against because it was um the original ax that i remember from early tna um was hernandez and, uh, hernandez and homicide with uh, conan yeah and eddie and santana and ortiz have been their own lax or was an incarnation of basically you've got a really good point a uh, chance to do a good latino stable here Big which cat. has a lot of history a lot of good or... characters or of... you've got the flip side of that, whereas you have Santana and Ordiz versus Hernandez and another Latino mm. wrestler, and you have LAX versus LAX, and you can, yeah, if you can awesome. get Homicide back, you can have original LAX with Conan versus the more recent LAX. I kind of want Ken Shamrock to eat his way through the inner circle. <laughs> oh, and I've looked at his name again. Just you know, have an old man off with him and Jericho. Quite good. Jericho's like, I'm not going to give you. You're you're an impact loser or something. And then like Shamrock eats Sammy, then yep. eats through LAX. <laughs> then they're like, send in Hager and just eats through Hager. Wardlow's already split off to be trained by Rhino. That's fine. <laughs> I really like Ken Shamrock. I think as much as he's a very much NWA old schooly sort of man, there's something to be said for wiry hard man. Mate. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really excited for these ideas. And if they bring Dario quite Shad, Shad or Tony, <laughs> please, I'm on my listen. knees begging you to bring Dario with Quaid salt back. tears in my eyes. <laughs> Nothing will make the wrestling industry pop like seeing Dario Cueto announce a match again. Trust me. There even is even those, there even is those who haven't seen not him. a man who can say "ring the bell" like he does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that yeah I'm really excited for this they've got infinite potential I just hope they use it yeah I think we've got the chance of some really good matches and I think it's happening at the right time where just have to give them faith you know yeah so um, anything else to add not no. really I think uh, we covered that we've had a good week as much as we've done some criticism we've had shows good comedy good heart good building hangman with the dark order interesting invisible hand plot and a really interesting potential future that we can write if you contact us shad if you pay us we will book this <laughs> if you pay us we will come <laughs> really good week in wrestling yeah no, so, it's been great yeah there you have it that's our review of the week that's our show um I'd like to thank Anchor.fm for hosting the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Anchor.fm, on Spotify, on YouTube, where we are wrestle opinionated. Mr. Muir. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a great podcast. I've really enjoyed myself. Hope you're all well. And if you'd like to send anything into us, please send them to wrestleopinionated at gmail.com, WrestleOP on Facebook, or WrestleOP1 on Twitter. Over to you, Strange. Once again, cheers for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with next week? Maybe it'll be an extra long show. Maybe we'll have to do a secondary sub show with impact involved. Who knows? More news on that via social media. Anyway, the necessary bit for the algorithm. Please like, share, subscribe, click the bell icon, YouTube, YouTube. Do whatever you want on um, 
old Spotify anchor likeiness. But yeah, we'd appreciate you listening and we'd appreciate it if you passed it on to other wrestling fans. Back to you, Morg. So all that's left to be said is goodbye and good night.